All right, welcome back into the 1 o'clock hour. We are jam-packed on a football Friday. Thanks to Tom Caker. Thanks to Dylan Monch. Thanks for you, to you, rather, for joining us here on a Friday. If you miss any portion of the program, you want to hear a guest again, you can always jump back in to KenMillerShow.com and click the podcast link. Trent, coming out of week one of the NFL. Mm-hmm. One of the big talkers was the fact that, uh, boy, the new coaches, all seven of them, uh, failed to hit the win column. So week number two. Yes. Will there be one of this year's crop of new coaches gets off the schneid? And let's start um, and just go through the list. The Chargers, no, the Buffalo Bills do not need a new coach. The first game we've got on the slate, Houston goes to Tennessee. Does Houston keep the winless coaches intact? No, I like Vrabel this week. You do? You like Vrabel? I like Vrabel. I like Vrabel as a coach. You like you like his team to knock off the... Uh, uh, you think they beat Houston this they week? They went into a terrible spot. Miami okay. in September. How many times have we seen road That's teams true. go there to die? Good teams, better teams, even mm-hmm. than this Tennessee team. And I think this Tennessee team. And the is game still took decent. seven hours. It did right. So we get one right there. There's one win. All right. Sure. Uh, what about Frank Reich against the Washington Redskins? Better chance than you'd think. Okay. In fact, I'm, I might like the points in that one. That point spread keeps going up, but. Uh, not enough to get it done. Uh, do the Cardinals beat the Rams? I don't know if the Cardinals beat anybody. <laughs> Matt Patricia's looking for a win. Does he knock off the San Francisco 49ers on the road? It looks like the Lions are pissed that somebody took their 0-16 mantle from 2008. <laughs> that performance on Monday night. No, they don't go to San Francisco. I don't think so either. John Gruden is taking his squad to the Mile High City. I think we both know how that's going to end. Poorly. I hope we know how that ends. Poorly for Chucky. All right. Uh, the Giants and the Cowboys are Sunday night football. Shermer looking for his first win. Did the Jinskis knock off the Cowboys? You know, it seems like road teams win this game more often than you'd expect mm-hmm. in this series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'll say it. I hate that Dallas team. I hate the Dallas team, too. They're, that that roster's off. Yeah, America's team's in for a long year. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the final one, if they still are winless... Uh, your your Bears, Matt Nagy, uh, hosting Seattle and Russell Wilson and company. Seattle, if they lose, they're 0-2. Both losses would be on the road, but uh, Monday night football, the Bears, does Nagy and the Bears get things done? They're actually they're at home. That's the home opener. The Bears' home opener. Yeah. Bears yeah, home. Seattle on the road. Yeah. Gotcha. I got yeah. you. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the Bears get it done. I do, too. I, I feel good about it. So what is that, three? Uh, you've got three. I think three? I don't have as many as you. I don't, yeah. I don't. I don't. I like Houston in that spot. Okay. I think Vrabel's got to wait another week. I'm very concerned about Deshaun Watson. I'm not yeah. saying RG3. No, I know. I know. I hope you're wrong. I am, too. But and I won't like see. I, I won't see a bunch of that game because I'll be locked and loaded with the Packers and the Vikings, like most people in this market. Well, unless Aaron Rodgers doesn't play. Yeah, I'll still probably watch the Vikings because yeah. I like watching the Vikings. My son and I text away, back and forth. Like it, yeah, very well could. With, uh, then I'll be looking to dive. And what will we go to? Uh, well, the Chiefs play the Steelers in that time slot too. Yes, I probably that's probably where I'll end up. If there's no area. Now, we've got a uh, a pick segment coming up mm-hmm. later on in the program. Did you use that game? The Which Steelers one? and the Chiefs? Uh, let me look at my notes here. Yes. I did yes, too. I did. In fact, I have both Keystone State teams oh. in my picks. Interesting. Picks this okay. Week. Well, we'll have to wait until we get to those because we've got uh, Dave Sinekin uh, coming up right now. And let's get to Dave Sinekin. Dave, uh, Trent, and Ken, how are you? 
Uh, fantastic. It's Border Battle Week. It's always yes. fun to be in the Twin Cities this weekend. So yep. looking forward to Sunday, that's for sure. Indeed. You can read all of Dave's stuff at theheadcheese.com. Well, let's talk about the Border Battle. Uh, we had PA on early in the uh, in the 12 o'clock hour. Um you know, no surprise. The the Vikings think they're going to march into Lambeau Field and take care of the Green Bay Packers. Let's start with the you know the million dollar question. And Mike Rogers is uh, was quoted this morning. Mike Rogers, Mike McCarthy was quoted this morning as saying that Aaron doesn't have to practice in order for him to play. But uh, no decision as of yet. Maybe there will be a decision tomorrow, or maybe there won't be. Dave Sinekin. Yeah, I feel like this is something they're going to take up until Sunday morning. I imagine you know, 99% of the world has no doubt that Rodgers will play on Sunday. Certainly Mike Zimmer and the Vikings will prepare and expect Aaron Rodgers to want to get uh, his shot at a measure of revenge against Anthony Barr and the Vikings at Lambeau. But, I, you know, I, I put it at about 80% just from afar on a Friday afternoon. Um, look, it's a long season, and nothing's going to be decided week two. Yes, mm-hmm. a loss at home to your division foe puts you – behind the eight ball and the schedule gets tougher later and all that. But as you guys know, every team looks way different in November, December than they do in September. And if there's any chance that Rodgers uh, could damage that knee further against that defense, uh, then I wouldn't be shocked if they kept him on the shelf. But I think they'll announce it on Sunday. Uh, my hunch is he plays. I'd be surprised if he doesn't, but I would not be shocked. Dave, because of who the opponent is and what happened a year ago, him being lost for the season against the Vikings, is that playing a, a bigger part of this? If it was, if it's closer and they were playing, I don't know, Seattle as opposed to Minnesota, does, does that weigh on the decision at all in your mind and the decision maybe for Aaron Rodgers? Uh, you know, I'd like to think it doesn't, but I think everybody's human. And, you know, this is a, a huge rival and we know what happened last year and how Many believe the torch has been passed in this division, and you know certainly Packer fans like to think that as long as number 12 is on the field, that torch is going to go back and forth, and it's not going to be just one team on top. And what he did Sunday night certainly weighs into uh, why Packer fans feel that way. Uh, but yeah, I think there's probably a little something that, man, it's the Vikings. You know, if it was Buffalo week four at home, mm-hmm. uh, maybe you feel good about resting him, but uh, yeah, there's probably a, a little bit of that, uh, but truly, this is the franchise. He's signed for five years. He wants to play longer. Um, we've seen him start to get injured, so you've got to be really careful to protect this guy. And You can't look at a week two game and think this is the season definer. Uh, they, he, they're going to need him on the field after the bye when they play four out of five on the road, three in prime time, and, and some tough places where Rodgers can make the difference healthy. Yeah, and the NFL needs him in prime time as well. Uh, Dave Sinek in the headcheese.com. <laughs> That's right. Hey, Dave, I want to go back to the, uh, you know, so back to last uh, Sunday night, and you've seen dozens of game over your lifetime at Lambeau Field, and I got to think that the first 30 minutes to the second 30 minutes, there there might not have been such a disparity in emotions ever uh, in that stadium. And that's saying a lot. I mean, when you're watching the franchise leave on a cart, then you watch him limp up onto the field and orchestrate the comeback. How about the first 30 emotion wise to the second 30 minutes it just had to be well pandemonium quite honestly yeah it's i don't think it'll ever be topped really i mean because it wasn't really just like first 30 last 30 it was like first you know 47 and last 13 and and just the way that the comeback happened there were not like these long nerve-wracking drives you were trying to convert third downs it was just like incompletion incompletion touchdown it was just boom, big play after big play. So there wasn't even a lot of time to, to kind of get nervous and excited. It was a really weird feeling. I mean, 
think about it, guys. I, I, I would stood three hours sitting at Lambeau Field watching this mess, and it comes down to third and ten uh, with two minutes to go, and this drive looks like it's going nowhere. And then, boom, he hits Cobb over the middle. He takes it to the house, and we're just, like, in shock and just like, did that just happen? It was just a really weird thing because everything happened so quickly at the end. But for me, you know, I, I was lucky enough to be at both Super Bowl wins with Favre and Rodgers, and uh, the, the most exciting times have come on neutral fields. For me at Lambeau Field, uh, that was the most unbelievable, exciting uh, final stretch I'll have ever witnessed. I can't imagine I'll top it. And then the roller coaster continued when Clay Matthews, uh, just mind-numbing, hits, hits the quarterback and draws a, a personal foul penalty. What's going through your head at that point? Oh, and you know what, guys? He had a really bad game. I, I rewatched the game Tuesday because I thought my seats are in the end zone. You kind of get the all-22 from my view up pretty high. And I was watching Matthews, and I felt like taking bad angles, unable to get any kind of pressure. And so I was watching him on that play, and I was just in absolute shock. This was a defense that had already been flagged twice for two very questionable roughing the passer calls on Trubisky. Uh, Matthews was the worst of the three. It wasn't terrible, but you can't give the officials any opportunity to make a call on fourth and ten to end the football game. It was, uh, to me, a mind-numbingly bad performance by Matthews. I'm really curious to see how he rebounds against Really, the weakness of the Vikes is their offensive line, and if he and Perry can't uh, can't get some pressure, then uh, Packers have to be very concerned about their outside linebacker position because they are not deep, and they really are counting on Matthews in a contract year to show that uh, that he's not done. Well, Dave, before we get you to go on the record, I guess you're probably going to have a little caveat uh, or an asterisk if he plays, if he doesn't play. Uh, it's it's Kaiser if he doesn't go. Could they beat them without without Aaron Rodgers? I I don't see it. No, I I think it's a ten point loss if if Kaiser's the quarterback. I just uh, you know they like Kaiser. They think he's got a future. He's still learning the system. You know, it wasn't really fair to throw him in in the you know second quarter and expect a whole lot. But um, no, I, I think the Packers have no chance if Kaiser's the quarterback on Sunday. Good stuff, Dave Sinekin. Thank you. Appreciate you coming on. All right, guys, take it easy. Yeah, good to talk to Dave Sinek in theheadcheese.com. He'll have his uh, blog up at uh, some point later today. They do a, they do a huge fundraising event. Mm-hmm. When the Packers and the Vikings, and it's early in the year when the golf courses are still open, Packers, Vikings, big fundraiser, and that's where uh, Dave is. After his appearance this morning with Paul Allen, uh, fun little rivalry, the Packers and the uh, Cheeseheads. That, you know, I always the Vikings wonder. and the Cheeseheads, right? Yeah, I, I always wonder... I know the Vikings fans. The Packers are their biggest rival. Sure, just proximity. So, you're, who are the who are the Packers? Who do big? the Packers look at their biggest division? Well, rival? it's been the Vikings the last couple of years, but with the Bears seemingly trending upwards, could that supplant? As long as the Vikings ruled the no historically, no, yeah, no, it, no. I think it's probably what area you kind of grow Absolutely. up, in or where you grow up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big. Who's talk, your rival as a, as a Bears fan? Vikings, because yeah. of proximity. Uh-huh. Because I grew up surrounded by sure. them. My wife's a Vikings fan. All right. my family are Vikings fans. That's the reason for. How about you as a Broncos fan? Is it Kansas City because of where we are? I think it's the Chiefs, just because. Um, when when I lived in Denver, Denver fans would tell you that air quote our biggest rival is the Raiders. Mm-hmm. It was always Raider Week. That was always a big talker uh, in, in Denver. Um, so, I, but the Raiders and the Chiefs are rivals. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. That 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 was always the Chiefs look at the Raiders. The Raiders look at the Chiefs. Denver will, looks at both of them and wants to join the fray. 
And they've won three Super Bowls, I remind everybody, since 1997. Meanwhile, the Raiders and the Chiefs haven't been able to uh, get to that trophy. So, I don't know. Rivalries are funny. Uh, They are. And I think it's a great point. It depends a couple of things. Where you, the proximity. If you live in Minneapolis and you're a Packers fan, well, then the Vikings the, are, are your squad. Absolutely. Right. Like Sinekin. Yes. I mean, Sinekin <laughs> lives and works yeah. in the Twin Cities. I think it's remarkable that the, um, the, the radio home of the Minnesota Vikings finds time and have found time for the last... I think Sinekin's been on the air since 23 on or 23 years, Sunday mornings, doing wow. Packer preview on the Vikings channel. <laughs> That's really cool. That is really cool. No doubt about that. All right, you ready to uh, switch to college? Let's do it. Bama Bob will chime in here. We'll fi- oh, we got a handful of uh, the marquee games of the week. Overall, is this college football? I mean, look, it's a week of college football. We're not complaining. Is it? We're week three. Does this one as good potentially as weeks one and weeks two as far as marquee games? Because I struggled finding, you know, a, a bunch of five-star games. I'm not sure there's a bunch of them. I think I really like this week. In fact, I think I like this week better than week two, what we had a week ago. You start with, of course, TCU, Ohio State. Uh-huh. Then you couple it with another ranked matchup, Boise State, going to Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be intriguing. Mm-hmm. LSU-Auburn, which is big in its mm-hmm. own right. And mm-hmm. since LSU beat Miami in week one, that certainly ratchets that up. Late night, I think there's a lot of compelling matchups. We get Iowa State-Oklahoma early with the storylines there. I, I This is a really good week. I'm I'm pleased about this. All one. right. We'll get into it with Bama Bob. Are your picks ready, by the way? Oh, they're ready. Because we've got to do that. And by the way, uh-huh. guess who's got the tee box? Seven and three overall. When was the last time I got the hit first? <laughs> Uh, we might have to go back to 2016. <laughs> no, it wasn't that far, uh, but it's been a while. Uh, picks coming up before we get out of here as well. Bama Bob, Trent and I talk college football next. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. Our thanks to Dave Sinekin, theheadcheese.com, previewing Vikings and Packers from a Packers perspective. As we promised, let's talk some college football. He's Bama Bob. He joins us twice weekly, Fridays to preview, Mondays to recap, and let's get after it. How are you, Bama? Doing great, Kenny. How are you? Doing okay. Kind of disappointed in one respect, though. Have you guys taken a look at the slate of games tonight? Or I guess the the lack of games tonight? There's only one game. I mean, Georgia State at Memphis is the marquee game on you, you've ESPN. Been spoiled. You've been spoiled. Fright, yeah, Friday night is uh, not for college football, I Ken know, Miller. I know. This, I get this is a night if you need to yeah. take the wife out to dinner, you take the wife out to dinner tonight. Some of us have to work on Friday nights, you know. See, next Friday we get Penn State at Illinois. Now, again, it's not going to be the best game, you wouldn't think, but it's a couple of Big Ten schools, and we follow that up with Washington State at USC. Maybe Friday night can be for baseball for you this evening. Well, and the the Cubs did us a huge favor, Bama. Instead of playing this afternoon, they bumped the game back to tonight, so there you go. It's Reds-Cubs for me. But let's get into college football, Bama Bob. And, you know, Trent and I were talking, it's okay this week. I mean, um, you know, maybe not as by volume. Volume as many four and five star picks out there, but there's still some really massive games that are uh, going to unfold on our television sets. And I want to start with a group of five uh, that may be the group of five representative. Although South Florida uh, is going to have, uh, or Central Florida rather, is going to have a major, major say in that. You would think, but look at Boise State is playing very well, and this is one Bama we've been talking about since uh, before Week One. The Oklahoma State Boise State game that comes up in the middle of September is going to to be one that uh, uh, not to be missed. Well, here we are, Bama. Boise State is getting a couple of points in this football game. Uh, I'm going to use it in my picks later. I'll mention that to you, 
new Trent Condon right now. Uh, Bama, how do you see this Boise State-Oklahoma State game? Yeah, this is really interesting because both of these teams, really neither one of them has played much yet. Um, you know, now I, I say that, but I'll tell you the opening went when Boise went down to Troy and, and wiped them uh, week one. That, that kind of got my attention a little bit because that I thought that might be a tougher game. It was a long, I mean, it's a long travel trip. It's hot. Um, and maybe that's going to prepare them well for Stillwater because I can't believe it's going to be 65 and sunny out in Stillwater this weekend. Um, you know, they followed up against just maybe the worst Division One team there is, and that's UConn last week. Uh, Missouri State and South Alabama have been on the Oklahoma State schedule. So the bottom line, neither one of them really been tested. Both of them averaging over 600 yards a game, over 50 points a game, you know, but then again, who have they really played? So, skilled players all over the field. You, you would think, I don't know what the over is. I, I did see the spread. I haven't seen the over-under on this one. But I imagine it's sitting probably somewhere in the 70s, in the high, uh, upper to mid-70s, in which case I might take the over on that one. Because I, even though they're both each other's best opponent to date, um, I think they can both put up, listen, we know, the Big 12 not known for defense. Neither is Mountain West necessarily. Uh, but, yeah, this got a chance to be a fun one. Uh, the problem that I'm having, of course, is it's opposite a uh, big SEC matchup down here that I will be, uh, you know, tuned into. But I'll be, I will definitely be flipping back and forth to this one because I do like these. I like it when, you know, a group of five, uh, eight, and really Boise is a, they're really a power five school mm-hmm. that, in a group of five conference. I mean, let's face it, they're a program uh, and have been for, for a long while. But, yeah, I like this game, and I think uh, – I, I don't, do we get the return next year maybe up in Boise? Uh, good question. That would be good if we do. It's 65 the over-under, by the way. Trent, what uh, – what... oh, Give me the over on that all day, please. Uh, do, you have an, uh, do you like this game, Trent? Uh, not a strong opinion. If I had to make a play, I like Boise. You mentioned just what they did, that impressive performance against Troy. Yeah. Against Troy. Mm-hmm. UConn, 800 yards. I know UConn stinks, but come on, 800 yards in college football against – at least an average, a middling opponent. It's pretty impressive there. Bama, you mentioned the game, though, that has me quite intrigued. Same time, Auburn-LSU, the matchup of the Tigers. Two incredible defensive fronts. That that Auburn front, what they did to Washington, that was eye-opening to me. I know their offensive line has some work here. Speaking of over-unders, 44.5, maybe that feels like too much. Mm, is that the number? Wow. Uh, yeah. What do you uh, what do you expect to see in this one? And, and can LSU generate any kind of offense? Well, that's the great question. I mean, you know, we, we got excited in the game against Miami because I, I thought Miami would win that game, um, and they obviously didn't happen. Uh, does LSU have a quarterback in Joe Burrow, the Ohio State transfer? I don't know whether they do or not. The revenge game for Auburn. Uh, Auburn was, was rolling a little bit last year. A big lead. I think they were up 21 nothing in this game or something, and then blew it late and then got on a roll all the way to the SEC championship game late. So a little bit of a revenge factor here. Uh, you know, that said, LSU's only averaging 300, a little over 300 yards a game. That's not going to get it done more than likely. And you mentioned Auburn's defense. They are legit. Uh, that front seven, uh, I don't know that it's as good as Clemson's, but, man, they have got some beef and they have got speed. Um, uh, one of my son's ex-teammates is going to start, uh, you know, the starting middle linebacker for them, and Darrell Williams, he's a side-to-side player. 
Uh, listen, they got speed all over the field, athleticism as you would expect. It's just going to be uh, – they're, they're going – here's the thing. They're going to make Joe Burrow beat them. They're not going to allow uh, them to get any kind of momentum going in the running game. And the problem with LSU, I think, is if they get behind seven, ten points in this, are they going to have the patience uh, to, to continue to go in with the game plan that they have? Uh, I don't think Joe Burrow can beat Jarrett Stidham. I know Auburn, like you said, mm-hmm. challenged a little bit offensively themselves in the running game. Really don't have a big play receiver, a vertical threat. They got a guy, Eli Stove can take it to the house on some of these bubble screens, but that usually doesn't work against your better, faster SEC defenses. So I, I, I would, I'd almost be with you on the under here. That total might be a little high, and Auburn is favored by 10.5 last I saw. That number might be a little high, too, although if it gets out of hand, it's going to get out of hand Auburn's way. So I like the Tigers in this one, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, but the, I'm going to go with the Blue Tigers uh, in this game. And I, I just – I don't know. LSU's offense, I think, still a work in progress, even though they do have the big win over Miami hmm. uh, this start. Boys, let's get together. Let's get to a game that we might see twice this year. And I'm taking you out west of the Pac-12, where Washington and Utah are going to collide. Washington is going on the road to take on Utah. This is a uh, this is a big spot, I think. Uh, look, I think very easily Utah could come out of the South, although Colorado maybe is better than some thought. Arizona State, they're going to get a test this weekend, but they're unbeaten. We know Arizona stinks. USC's got a freshman quarterback. UCLA's a couple of years away yet, so. We may see this one twice, Bama. Who is going to, let's say that we do, who will win round one? Washington on the road, or Utah rather at home. How do you see this one? Size it up. Yeah, I like this one. This is probably my second favorite game of the day, I love, and I really like it being late. I mean, it's kind of on a slate all by itself. We're going to get, you know, Alabama Ole Miss going to be over. The early game's going to be over. Texas, uh, USC probably be coming to an end. You know, as will uh, Ohio State TCU. So this one, this one's going to get my full attention late. Um, look, Utah's been a tough place to play over the years. Well, I remember Jim Harbaugh's first game lost out there uh, in 2015. They've beaten, you know, Stanford, USC. Um, you know, Kyle Whittingham, he, he, he like a lot like Gary Patterson. I mean, he he has been at Utah since 1994. He's been the head coach. He replaced Urban Meyer. In 05. And I know Meyer's going on to, you know, win national championships and everything else, and he's a great coach. Uh, but, there's, you know, Whittingham being there for so long, I mean, he's just, he's built that program, he's comfortable there. I, I like, I like Washington, I like Jake Browning. Something just in the back of my mind, I mean, just is gnawing at me that Utah's got a really sh- good shot in this game. Washington's favored by five. They have been really tested against Auburn and really could have and maybe should have beat Auburn because I know you know Auburn shut them down in the red zone, but a lot of that was self-inflicted. I think that game might have helped them uh, in the environment they're going to face tomorrow night, but you know, still, crazy things happen out there. I, I like Utah a little bit in this game. I, I really like them on you know, the number. I take the points for sure. Uh, and they... They need it because their next two are at Washington State and at Stanford. So, I mean, you talked about a possible rematch. They've got to get this game at home because I don't see them winning both of those games. Uh, whereas Washington's the next two, Arizona State, who's, you know, got a little uh, revival under Herm Edwards, and BYU are both at home. BYU not a conference game. But I like Utah because I think they need the game more 
Um, I love both these coaches. Uh, and, you know, look, I, again, I hope it's as fun as I think it will be. Uh, Utah went on the road last week and won at Northern Illinois. It wasn't impressive. Right. Uh, but still, uh, I, I like the Utes in this one a little bit, And um, although I know Washington is, is probably the best team in that conference. And that's where I was going to go, just follow up on Bama's point, Trent, with you. Um, Utah went to DeKalb last week. You're right. Right, yeah. and they had to be looking ahead, I would think, to this matchup, right? Do you see it that way? Yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, that might be something that is circled. Oh, we might be hearing that later uh, on in our pick segment. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> yes. I think we're on to something here, boys. Let's take a look at a couple of Big 12 schools and... Well, let's do USC Texas first. I mean, this has been a um, look. This one I don't think is going to come anywhere close to what we've seen in these two schools when they've entertained the you know what out of us over the years. But Tom Herman's Texas team is still looking to get their footing. USC Bama uh, don't know what to make of them yet at this point. I mean, is it going to be a year where they? You know, where they struggle, are they able to figure it out as we go along here with the freshman quarterback at the helm uh, in JT Daniels? So I think, I mean, I can see why they're playing him. Let's do uh, USC at Texas uh, on Saturday night as well, Bama. Yeah, this one to me, it's funny, Kim, because you look at the schedules preseason and you think, man, look at this game. Two blue blood, Fox prime time, you know, we all know the great Rose Bowl they've had and, you know, in a good game last year as well, but. I'll be honest with you. This one's not getting a lot of buzz. I'm me. with you, and you know, I and, and I know it's not an indicator, okay? But I just for for the hell of it, just looked on StubHub. You know, you can get in a game for fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean, that kind of tells you, you know, look, Tom Herman again. You know, we, they they come out, they lose to Maryland, they struggle at home with Tulsa last week. Um, you know, and, and his quote is, you know, we're a work in progress. Well, you know what? You better progress pretty damn quick because you lose this game. They play TCU next week. Then they go to Kansas State, and then they play Oklahoma, okay? Guys, they don't win this game. There's a realistic shot that they are 2-4 and four halfway through their season and a complete afterthought on the national scene. And this is not what they're paying Tom Herman six, seven, whatever million dollars they're paying him for. So this is a monster game for Texas. I think USC has a little bit more, uh, I don't know, money in the bank, if you will, because they are going with the freshman quarterback, and everybody, I think, agrees. I don't know, everybody. Most reasonable people, I don't think so fans in that group or not, agree that this is the right thing to do, and you're going to struggle with it. We saw it at Stanford last week. They only put up three points. That said, they moved the ball quite a bit. They just couldn't finish drives, and that's you know generally one of the hardest things to do for any team is to finish drives uh, in the red zone or when you get down around the thirty, whatever. Um, but yeah, I th- this to me is a monster, monster game for Texas. They have to win this, or like I said, there's a very real shot that they're two and four halfway through their season. And I don't, again, I don't understand how Tom Herman can't get his teams ready to play early in the year. We saw it last year against Maryland. Um, they do seem to get better late, but at some point you got to figure out how to come out of the gate ready, and they have not done that through two games. Bama, I want to get your perspective on Oklahoma. They make their way up to Ames to take on the Cyclones. Kyler Murray will be his first start in Oklahoma uniform on the road, obviously, taking over for Baker Mayfield. Iowa State, we saw the struggles offensively a week ago. Do you give the Cyclones any shot at all, or do you think this is going to be a whitewashing? 
I don't know if it's going to be a whitewashing. I think Iowa State, they have to play better. Um, but, I mean, nothing I've seen from Oklahoma. I know it hasn't been exactly Murray's Road that they played. I, I understand that. And they've both been at home where, where Murray's a lot more comfortable than the environment he's going to see. Um, you know, that said, you know, no offense to anyone. Jack Trice, not exactly the most intimidating place to play. Although it's changed, Bama, since you were last here. Were they bolded yeah. in the south end zone. I agree. They with have you. bolded. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have bolded in. I mean, the, the, what's the capacity in the mid fifties? Maybe something 60, like that. Sixty, I think, right 61. around sixty-one. Okay. So I mean, you know, again, I, I hope the ISU fans come. I, mean, I know they'll come. I hope they're fired up. Um, I hope they make it tough. But that said, I mean, Oklahoma just really. I mean, I got them in the top four, and right now, to me, they're the favorite, along with West Virginia in the Big Twelve. Um, and it puts them right square in the playoff hunt. So, I, again, Iowa State last week against Iowa, I don't know I don't know how much of that was Iowa, how much it was Iowa State. How, I mean, I don't know what that was, but it wasn't pretty that much I do know. <laughs> right. um, and I, I do think that they will play better. They will play better at home. Um, and this is, again, a big game for them because, you know, when you're Iowa State, you do have to play these big teams. You have to play the Oklahomas, the Texases of the world. Um, and when you get them at home, you need to try to win those games. You know, you don't. They, now they they scared the crap out of them, and I think you can beat them. You they know, did down last in, year in the past. So you know, last year. Um, but you know, those guys aren't there anymore. So um, you know, I guess long-winded answer to a, to a question. I, I give Iowa State a puncher's chance, maybe, but nothing I've seen from Oklahoma says that uh, that that you're going to really be able to slow them down enough to come out of there with a win tomorrow. Yeah, I don't think Oklahoma's defense is better than advertised. I know it's Iowa good. State's defense is. They are legit. Boys, let's go. Let's uh, Our last game to take a look at. Um, look, at uh, maybe my favorite game of the week, uh, because I think Ohio State-Bama, boy, oh boy, I'm, they're maybe not Alabama, but I think they're maybe an inch behind. I think that this team is absolutely legit, and it wouldn't surprise me at all uh, if we get to the first Monday in September, uh, in September, in January, and the team across the field from Alabama is Ohio State. We'll see. I think they're that good. Uh, TCU, I wasn't impressed last week, but it was a rainy night um, right. in SM, took on SMU. You know, the game was delayed, et cetera. Maybe, T, maybe TCU, they knew what lies ahead of them this week. How do you see this game, Bama? I love Ohio State. I'll be honest with you. I'll go out there and put my opinion out there before you and Trent O'Pine. How do you see it, Bama? Yeah, I like Ohio State in this game. I, although, listen, they're playing at the Jerry Dome, so that's, what, 90,000 people. The, the Ohio State fans are going to outnumber the TCU fans. That's the shame of it uh, in, in this game for TCU. They're, listen, they'll have, their, they'll have their contingent there for sure, but Ohio State fans are going to travel to this game. Dwayne Haskins, you know, again, you got to kind of temper it with the competition. Oregon State and Rutgers understand that. You know, this, this is a Gary Patterson game. You know, if TCU is going to have a chance, it's going to be because they've got the better coach on the sideline with Urban Meyer still out. Um, he, another guy, you know, a lot like Whittingham at Utah. This guy is 18th year as a head coach at TCU. He's made that program. He's had chances to go other places. I'm sure numerous times he's chosen to stay. I'm glad he has because he's kept that program relevant. Um, Ohio State favorite, almost two touchdowns. I don't, um, you know, I could see that. I really could if this game gets rolling because I don't know that TCU is going to have the firepower to really keep up with them. So they're going to have to make some plays early. They're going to have to force some turnovers. Make make Dwayne Haskins if you can 
make him uncomfortable. Ohio State's another team, a lot like Oklahoma. I think their defense is a lot better than what we're going to give, you know, typically give credit to when you have such a high-powered offense like that. But I'm with you. Ohio State is probably as good as anybody out there right now, and that includes Alabama. Alabama has some holes um, that are just being covered up by, you know, tremendous offense right now. So um, I like Ohio State in, in the game. Um, I wish it would be – I hope it's a good game. I hope it's close. I'm not sure it will be, but I, I'm with you. And when they get Urban Meyer back, I think it's a team on a mission. I think they're ticked off um, by what's happened to their coach. You can argue whether it was rightly or wrong, you know, wrongly administered to him. That's a debate for another day. We've had that conversation. But the kids uh, are ticked off, and I think they're going to try to show that tomorrow night. Mm, I couldn't agree with you more. Boys, I'm going to hit you right between the eyes with this one. Give me a pick. You don't have to tell me why. But we'd be remiss if we did not include – Rutgers at Kansas in this conversation. Trent. We we have been waiting, hoping, wishing for this game. I, I'm surprised game day isn't there. I, I think a big swing and a miss. Live the from the Lawyers. Uh, give me the Scarlet Knights. Taking the Scarlet Knights. How about you, Bama? Uh, I'm going to ride that Jayhawk momentum over Central Michigan. I mean, we're going to start a winning streak. In Lawrence, Kansas tomorrow. <laughs> Good stuff, boys. Enjoy the weekend. We'll reconvene on Monday and recap it all. Thank you, Bama Bob. All right, guys. Take care. Always enjoy it. Thank you, buddy. Take care. Bama Bob, follow him on Twitter. Well, he's at Bama Bob. Yes. Simple as that. B-A-M-A-B-O-B at Bama Bob. Well, let's take a break. I love this slate of games oh, this week. Oh, no, I'm in deep water. Oh, I love it. See, I'm struggling with the NFL. The NFL, not as, yeah. If I could have picked five college games, I'm the this same week, way. I would have. Yep. But that's not the way our contest No, is. I've got to find a couple of NFL games, and I've got, what, five minutes to do so in this break? That's right. We got two NFL, two college, and a best bet. And a best bet. That's how we do it each and every week. Can and we recap last week just so oh. I can hear you say this one more time? Uh, well, I went three and two again. That's not what I'm asking. But that's 60% all year. I will, I will take that week in and week out and feel good about it. But would somebody. It kill you to give me a little love is where I'm going, Trent. Four and one. Thank you. You had Arizona State. Uh-huh. Outright winner. Uh-huh. You had Colorado. Outright winner. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You had the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, I love the Bengals. Outright winner. No, not so much last night. <laughs> it's Since, all right. It was good for Cincinnati. It was. Yes. You had the Baltimore Ravens. They covered easily they the did. seven and a half. You're one L. You went with the Arizona Cardinals. I know. That's the team. Last year, was I was a Bengals guy. This yes. year, I'm a Cardinals guy. Next year, I'm going to be a Chiefs guy. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, probably a good idea. Absolutely. Four and one last week. Well, you went from three and two yeah. to four and one. I'm now a math major, but I think I know where you're trending. So far, so good, Five right? and all right. Just keep building. That's what I'm going to try and do. We come back. It's picks time as we wrap up the week here. Trent and I take you until 2. Jimmy B and TC get you home from 4 until 6. All of our guests on the Dr. Stephen Fuller Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline, 2822 East 29th Street in Des Moines, 410 8th Street Southwest at Altoona. Picks are next on 1700. All right, welcome back. Thank you to Bama Bob. I love that segment, talking college football with Bama Bob. He's with us as we said, every Friday and on Mondays. Trent, you've got some catching up to do. 
<laughs> I'm a game behind. <laughs> well, I just I'm like, hitting 60%. All right, I just like saying that because it can change and will because, you know, I can never put these uh, things back to back. But I'm going to try, and for the first time uh, in a long time, whoever wins the week, it's like winning a hole in golf. Mm-hmm. You get the tee box, you go first the following week. Uh, normally, I'm uh, listening to Trent and then making my picks, but for once, I will go first. And Trent, I'm going to start in the NFL because I don't have a b- real strong opinion on either of these games, and I looked long and hard to find a couple of games that stood out more than the others. Uh, Kansas City and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kansas City, they do not play Pittsburgh well. They could be having a remarkable year, yet whenever they see those helmets, for whatever reason, uh, they have not been able to get past the Steelers. However, things are about to change. This Kansas City team... I think, to me, has clearly taken the lead in the AFC West as far as the team to be. I know it's after one week, but if I was buying stock, I would buy chief stock right now. I think they beat Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was not impressive to me last week at all. I don't know if the Le'Veon Bell thing is a distraction in the locker room. I like James Conner. I love his story. I think he was great when he came to Kinnick that year. Um, I, I'll take uh, Kansas City, though. Plus, I get four and a half points. I think this is a tight game. Give me the Chiefs. Uh, the rematch of last year's AFC Championship game, the scene shifts. Last year it was in New England. This year it, the game is in Florida. I think Jacksonville, there's some really good defenses in the NFL. There's a really good defense just to the north of us in Minnesota. I think Denver's got a legit defense. You can go around the league and you can find some good defenses. I'm not sure you can find one as good as the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think they get the revenge, although clearly uh, the stakes much, much lower. Week 2 AFC Championship, really? Can't even know that. Um, Jacksonville for me. Give me Jacksonville and I'll take the one. So Kansas City and Jacks, my two NFL teams. I'm going to pick Boise State, Oklahoma State. I like ripping the quarterback. I like Boise State in this spot. I just don't know what to make of Oklahoma State. Obviously, we'll know a whole lot more after this one's over. Uh, But um, Boise State right now is trending upwards for me. North Texas Trent Condon has a fine quarterback. See what I did there? Yes, yes. Yeah, the last kid's last name is fine. Uh, Arkansas. SEC. Arkansas's a stinker, aren't they? Can, Can Mean Green go on the road? And let me find, real quick, I'm looking up Mean Greens. Where have they been the last couple of weeks? Let me find, because I'm going to pick the Mean Green um, with Mason Fine at QB. SM, <laughs> you know who they played last week to get ready for this t- this tilt? Incarnate Word? Ding, ding, ding! <laughs> I didn't know that, honest to God. That's funny. Good for you for knowing that, by the way. Uh, I'll, take, uh, I'll take my guy Mason Fine, who is a legitimate college football quarterback. We don't know about him because he plays for North Texas, after all. My best bet of the week, I said it earlier in the week, I love the Buckeyes. I think the Buckeyes might be the best team in college football. Saying a lot, I know. Uh, TCU was not impressed at all last week. Uh, as Bama said, as Trent, I think you echoed, and I agree with both of you, there'll be more Buckeye fans in the building than TCU fans. My best bet of the week. Here are, rather, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Trent Condon. All right, there's five picks. Hopefully five winners for you. I'm going to also start in the NFL and go first to the matchup you talked about. Kansas City-Pittsburgh. Can't You're disagree. finally coming around to my side of things, aren't you? I can't disagree with anything you said, except for history. Oh. And that defense for Kansas City, I still believe, stinks. Mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger was terrible last week. Mm-hmm. How many times have we seen this? Ben Roethlisberger, maybe it's over for him. It's <laughs> time for him to retire. And then what happens? 
He comes out, throws for 412 yards, four touchdowns. And look at that. Pittsburgh has throttled Kansas City once again. That's what happens on Sunday afternoon. You think this is a throttled game? Throttled. Oh. With confidence. Okay. Four and a half, five, five and a half. If I need to lay six, I'll do it. I'm taking Kansas City here. All I, or excuse Pittsburgh. Me, Pittsburgh. All I have to do here is lay four and a half, pick number one. Go into pick two in the NFL and uh, make it a trip down to Tampa. Overreaction of week one. Tampa looked un- mm-hmm. unbelievable. But if this line, and this line was out in the summer, you could have bet this game, you're laying seven, seven and a half, eight, eight and a half, after the Jameis suspension was announced. That thing was up to nearly ten, nine and a half. Now I only have to lay a field goal with the defending champion Philadelphia Eagles. How did I miss that game? Sign me up. Eagles laying the three in Tampa, pick number two. We go next to the college game, and I'm starting early. 11 a.m. Saturday morning mm-hmm. with the Oklahoma Sooners oh. coming to Iowa State. Ken, you don't like to do this. No, I won't do it. I will. Well, when you're I... behind. You've got to pull out all the stops. <laughs> When I see value, and I see a ton of value in Iowa State. Now, you have to shop for the best number. If you're in Vegas, if you have a couple of accounts out there, wherever they may be. Oh, you're walking up and down the strip. 17.5 in some places, Uh 19.5 in others. We take the CG line. 18.5 is where I saw it. I'm grabbing those points. Iowa State, big effort. I don't know Kyler Murray's going to play real well in his first road start. Completely different than playing at home. Too many with that good Iowa State defense. Give me the Cyclones and the 18 and a hook. Pick number two in college. I'm going late into the evening, and I'm going to Utah where Washington comes to town. I've talked about it a couple of times this week. Like the Utes, yeah. physical, well-built. I think this is going to be an ugly, low-scoring mm-hmm. game, and I'm getting more than a field goal. In fact, I'm getting five and a half. That number is just too juicy. Maybe even a taste of the money line here. Might take a little look at that, but I'm grabbing Utah, the five and a half. My best bet of the week, I'm getting the same amount of points. Another dog barking here and another late game. San Diego State's winning this game outright. You really think Herman Edwards is going down? It it has all the makings. First big win going on the road. San Diego State, a very good program, certainly at that level. This has all the makings. I'll grab the five and a half, but speaking of money line, I'm definitely putting a little something-something on the money line. The Aztecs plus the five-and-a-hook, along with Utah five-and-a-half, Iowa State 18-and-a-half, Pittsburgh laying four-and-a-half, and the Eagles laying the three. I like them, Trent Cotton. I think you found. Uh, I think you're going to have a very good week. Let's I hope go you. And, well, we can't because we, we have one difference. Um, so nine and one. Jimmy B and you will entertain us on the way home today. Four to six. What do you got lined up? Uh, busy show. We got Tyler McComas coming in. He does sports radio down in Norman, Oklahoma. We'll preview Oklahoma Iowa State with him. Adam Kramer, Lee Sterling with his picks. Wolfgang will be here. We'll hear from Gary Swenson in preparation of Valley Waukee, our Central Iowa game of the week. Busy one on your way home from 4 until 6. We are back on Monday to recap it all. Thank you for being here all week long. If you missed any portion of the program, you can uh, check out the podcast, KenMillerShow.com. Click the podcast link. Trent and I will talk to you on Monday. Have a wonderful uh, football-filled weekend here on 1700 KBGG.